Hey, come on, everybody. Yes, we are back. And if you're watching this today, I am so glad. I am so honored that you've tuned in. We are fully in person and we're fully online. So get up for in our entire team there. Commenting with you today here in the comments, wherever it is, right? And they've been working really hard to bring church to you today. Avenue Kids is still online, so make sure you check them out at avenuechurch.cc forward slash kids online. If you're new for the very first time today, my name is Pastor Jeremy, and along with my wife, we just have the honor of pastoring this amazing church. I am so honored to be the pastor of Avenue Church. Also, if you're new with us, why don't you go ahead and text me. You'll see that right there. That was fancy. That was fancy. But text me at 702-727-8280. If you don't feel comfortable with texting, you could just throw it in the comments, yo, I'm new, or like Avenue Church's comment that says, are you new with us today? And I am so honored that you're new. Now, uh, many of you guys know that this is election year, and in just a few weeks, we'll, we'll know who the next candidate is, and I just feel compelled to tell you how to vote, either in person or mail in your ballot. Ah, did I get somebody? I don't know if this joke's going to work well live on Sunday, but man, I hope you enjoy that. But seriously, we are in the finale of Enter Wild today. Enter Wild. I hope you enjoyed this series. We have gone so many weeks in this. Our small groups are diving into Cardos Whitaker's book, Enter Wild. But here's what I want to end with today is John chapter 5. John chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles out, get your Bibles out wherever you're watching from. Please tag me, Jeremy Bosma, B-O-S-M-A, online so I know you're with us online. And again, I am so excited for what God is going to do this fall at Avenue Church. It's going to happen in you and through you. So here's what it says in John chapter 5, and it says this, Now there is in Jerusalem the sheep gate a pool. In, in Aramaic, it's called Bethesda. So we're going to visit a little bit more on this, which has five roofed colonnades. Now, in these laid a multitude of invalids. I once had a message, uh, and I said, invalids, invalids. My wife's like, invalid. I was like, oh, no, shoot. You know, I really am the senior pastor or the lead pastor. So of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. I want you to remember this. For 38 years. All right. Your boy ain't even that old yet. All right. For 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew. Maybe you're watching this today and you're going, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out. I feel stuck. I just happened to tune in on Facebook or on YouTube. Maybe I saw a, you know, a post on Avenue Church. I want you to know this. Jesus knows. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly where you're at. And Jesus knew that he had already been there for a long time. So Jesus stops at the moment and says, do you want to be healed. Ooh, this is going to be a good message today, I promise you, right? Do you want to be healed? Then the sick man answered him, yes, right? If you were with him, you'd be like, just say yes. Yes, Jesus, I want to be healed. But he says this, sir, I have no one. God, there's no, I have no one to put me into the pool where the water stirred up. And while I'm going uh, and, and while I'm going, another steps down 
before me. So we're going to talk about this in just a second. As Jesus said to him, get up, take up your mat, take up your bed, and I want you to walk. And at once, instantly, right away, a twinkling of an eye, in a moment, the man was healed. And he took up his bed and he walk. Let's pray today. Father, I thank you for this message. Father, we reach through every screen, every cell phone device. Father, God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. If they have an iPhone, they're blessed in Jesus' name. If they have an Android, God, I pray you speak to them in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody shout it. Amen. Also, pray for the Bears today because they're playing at this moment. Come on, Chicago Bears. Now, many of us are going, what's, what's up with this pool and Bethesda and all that? In the Bible, there are actually two pools that have five platforms that surrounded the pool. This is much better than Caesar's Palace, all right? This is way better than the wind pool. They had five different platforms where the invalid, those that were blind, paralyzed, couldn't walk, would lay all over in the pool. And several times a year, the water would stir up their superstition. So this is what it looked like. This is what it looks like today. So this is a historical thing, a feature. This really existed. And here's the photo of the invalid in the water. Now, several times a year, the water would stir up. It would just begin to flow. It was still water. Talk about gross, all right? But it was still water. And they had a superstition that the first person to get into the water when it was moving was healed, was healed. But they later found out it was only the influx of water that stirred it from somewhere else. You know what it was? Hashtag fake news, all right? I am so sick of fake news. But I want you to understand this. A multitude is what the Bible says. A multitude of the invalid, a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. This tells me it's not just one guy. It's not just like two or three people. It's a multitude. It's a crowd. It's where they were all congregating. Can I tell you something? Isn't it funny that we find those dealing with the same issues that we have, right? Have you ever stopped to take a look and go, y'all got the same problems I have, you know? And I love it that when I find people in my life that are struggling the way I struggle. And I love it because if I'm struggling with something and you're struggling with something, we can encourage each other. And so I love this next slide. We say it all the time at Avenue Church. Don't do life alone. Come on, get into a small group. If you're feeling isolated, I'm here to tell you there's no excuse. We have small groups all over the city of Las Vegas. There's other amazing life-giving churches here in the city. Don't do life alone. I mean, you, you can even make a COVID friendly and just find two or three people to do life together with. But listen to me. It is so important. To, don't do life alone, but it's important who you do life with. You got to be careful who you're doing life with. Because the multitude of the invalid, they were doing the opposite thing. They were not challenging one another. Come on, I hear you, all right? I hear you through that typing right now. I hear you. Yeah, some of you are already ahead of me right there because they're not challenging one another. They're enabling one another. Come on, church. I'm here to get into your stuff today, all right? Uh, I bet gossipers enable gossipers. Sometimes, you, I mean, you guys are like, like, uh, I just... 
gossip just finds me. People must trust me. No, gossipers enable gossipers. You're attracting the things you deal with. Liars enable liars. I'm here to tell you, sin enables sin. It will never challenge. It'll never pull you out. It's, it'll, sin will say, let's stay right here. All right, let's just do this thing. And listen to me, it sounds rough. But sometimes we become so desensitized that we don't realize we're invalid. We're invalid. We're invalid. That you know, I will always, I'm here to challenge you guys here. You will always find someone to agree with you, but you'll never enter wild. You'll never enter into abundant life through Jesus Christ. And so this is what Jesus says. When Jesus saw him lying there, and he knew that he had already been there for a very long time, for 38 years, Jesus says to him, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? This drives me crazy. But the more I think about it, the more I begin to realize I was that exact same man. I was stuck. I was invalid, invalid. I was stuck in sin. I was stuck in the mundane. But here's the original word for this, for healed. You know what Jesus was saying? In the original context, the Greek word is whatever this is. I ain't got to say it, all right? There's some scholars watching right now. I love you. We need you at Avenue, right? But this, this word healed really means, Jesus says, do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be well? And that's my question for you during 2020. Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be well? Do you want to live a life to the full, an abundant life? I love this in Mark chapter 2. And sometimes maybe you're brand new to the faith. And sometimes you're going, ma'am, I got to be perfect to get to church. I got a scripture for you. As Jesus reclined at the table, I love this. Come on, Jesus always eating. He's all right. He's always at somebody's house. I love this. He said, many tax collectors, the most hated people in the city, many tax collectors and sinners. <gasps> what were they doing? They were chilling out with Jesus. All right, Jesus is like, come on, everybody. I want you to get together. I don't care who you're voting for. I don't care who you're hanging out with. I don't care what your social identity is. We're going to hang out. And he says to Jesus and his disciples, we're there for many who had followed him were reclining with Jesus and the scribes of the Pharisees. You know what? I've had probably more issues with Christians than sinners. Hey, welcome to Avenue Church. And when they saw that Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Messiah, the Savior, was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Hey, disciples, why does Jesus eat with tax collectors? And sinners? Why does Jesus eat with those that are messed up, jacked up? Why is he even wasting time with them? And when Jesus heard it, come on, somebody, Jesus must have read lips. I don't know how he heard it, all right, but he must be the he must be the Son of God. And he said to them, Hey, 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 listen, hey, listen over there. Those who are well have no need of a doctor, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous. But I came to call the sinners. Listen to me here today if you're listening to this. That Jesus is looking to call those who are sick. Call those that are messed up, jacked up. I got issues. I got 99 problems, right? But Jesus isn't one of them. Listen to me, Avenue Church. This is 
abundant life where Jesus calls us out of death, out of the mundane, out of the boring, and pulls us into life. Here at Avenue Church, we're not a social club, all right? We're not a club uh, that, that you, you, know, you have to check into, but we are a hospital. And we all have issues, but we have one thing in common, and that is Jesus. So I want to challenge you as we end this series. Please don't tune me out, but here's my challenge. Do you want to enter wild? I can even ask, do you even want to enter wild? I want to ask you the serious question. Are you ready to abandon the mundane and to enter an abundant life? Because here's what happens when this question begins to show up. The sick man answers Jesus. This is what he says. Jesus says, do you want to enter wild? Do you want to be healed? Other translations say, what do you want? And this is what he says. Sir, I have no one. I have no one to put me into the pool. Yeah, I love that. When Jesus asks him a question, Jesus knows the result. Jesus knows the answer, but he's wondering, does he know the answer? Does he know the answer? And here's two things that, that a lot of theologians, uh, a lot of commentaries, they say this. Either he didn't know he was ill, because remember, it was 38 years, so we don't know if this is from birth or if this happened when he was a young child. We don't know if he's 38 years old or older than that, or he didn't want to be cured. I want to ask you today at Avenue Church, not only do you, do you want to enter wild, but I want to ask you, what's your excuse? Because I believe everyone watching here today goes... Yes, 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 I want to enter wild. Yes, I want an abundant life. It's kind of like when I watch an infomercial on TV and they're like, do you want a six-pack and, and biceps that are bulging the size of your head? Yes, I do. But what's your excuse? What's your excuse? Listen to me. Sometimes, without us even knowing it, we're happy with our arrangement with sin. We're happy with the arrangement with the mundane. And so how do I know if this is me? How do I know that I'm comfortable where I am? You depend on others for your happiness. And when it doesn't happen, you blame them and you leave. Because the invalid man said, I have no one to bring me to the pool. It's Whether it's five steps or five different platforms, he says, I have no one. I'm not well because no one helped me. I'm not well because no one grabbed me. I'm not well because no one did it for me. And Jesus said, do you want to be well? Not them. It's not I want them to make me well. Jesus is saying, do you want to be well? What do you really want? Listen to me. Jesus wasn't trying to test his faith. This is not a faith moment. Jesus was trying to jolt him out of his apathy. He was trying to, jolt, he was trying to wake him up and say, no, 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 no. The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come. I'm right here to give you life and life to the fullest and abundant life. Listen to me. You can have life right now. See, Jesus says, what do you want? Do you want to be healed? And the invalid man says, I have no one to take me down there. You know, it's almost like he is passively asking Jesus to take him to the water. It's almost like, hey, uh, Jesus, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask the healer 
to take me to a place that I think could heal me, but it's not going to heal me. How many times do we think we know what we need when what we need is right before us? Enter a while means that we're going to enter a life that is not your own. A life that is orchestrated, that is, that is orchestrated by God himself an abundant life. Now, if you've ever called Avenue Church home and maybe you went to Grow Track, or maybe right now in the hallways you see our vision statement, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. This is who we are. This is our vision. Every single thing. We want our city to know God. I don't want you to know church or religion. I want you to know God. And only then you can find freedom. Freedom from your yesterdays so you can move forward into your tomorrows. So you can discover purpose. God placed a purpose on the inside of you. You are placed on this earth for a purpose and on purpose so that you can make an eternal difference. In 2020, we've been making a difference through our online stream and our online audience. We've been making a difference, uh, man, by all the different things we're doing all around the city. We've been paying people's rent. We've been giving food away. We've been making a difference. But I'm here to show you this portion here, no God, find freedom, discover purpose, is about us. It's about me as an individual. I'm going to go to go track. I'm going to learn my gifts. I'm going to discover who I am. I'm going to learn more about God, read my Bible, and pray. But kind of here's where we kind of lose sight of the vision. It's make a difference. It's all about others. It's all about others. See, here we're entering rest. We're entering war. But here we're entering wild. And when we step out, it's not about what can Jesus do for me. It's about what can Jesus do through me so I can make a difference in others. And this is what Jesus said to him. Jesus, I want you to get up. I want you to take up your mat, take up your bed, and I want you to walk. And at once the man was healed, he took up his bed, and he walked. And so, Pastor, what do I do today? I'm ready to enter wild. I begin to realize it's the excuses that I have. Man, sometimes we get too busy, too distracted. Sometimes we forget what our identity is. It's not in what I do, it's in Christ. But here's my last response for you today. I want you to pick it up. You want you to enter wild. See, the invalid man, he picked up his mat. That was his response. But then he took a step. He took a risk. And I want you to understand, muscles that haven't been used in 38 years were instantly strengthened. Muscles that, that couldn't get him down the five particles into the river, into the, into the pool, was instantly strengthened. And I'm here to tell you, you need to pick it up. Pick up the excuses and take a step. Pick up your comfort and take a step, pick up your fears, whatever's stopping you, and take a step. I want you to pick up your control. How come you're not entering wild? Because I, I need to be in control of my life. I'm here to tell you, it's not about us. 
I want you to pick up your excuses. I want you to pick up your past. I want you to pick up whatever is keeping you down. And I want you to enter wild. And I love that it wasn't until the man moved. I love that the Bible says faith without works is dead. I love and hate that scripture verse, right? Faith without works is dead. That means I have to do something. But when he moved, he was healed. And you know what's interesting? We begin to learn in scriptures that the invalid man didn't even know who Jesus was. That, listen to me, we will not encounter wild until we take a step. You know, when Levi was one or one and a half, I'm trying to remember the, the age, Pastor Lindsay will help me on in this one, but I remember at my mother-in-law's house, and uh, he was starting to kind of hold himself up on things and, and kind of stand on his own, but then Lindsay was on the, across the living room floor, and she said, come here, Levi, and all of a sudden, Levi left my hands, we have it on video on our social media channels, at Jimmy Bosma, and uh, all of a sudden, he took three, four, five, and she, he collapsed into Lindsay, and she went, oh! We were so excited. As a dad, I said, yeah. Now, if I have another child, I'm pushing them down, all right? You don't get to walk because now you're crazy. You're everywhere. But we were so excited. And listen to me, Avenue. Again, I pushed the coffee table out of the way, and then we stopped filming for some reason. And all of a sudden, he took one step, and he fell down. And we said, what? And listen to me. We didn't look at him and go, you just took five steps. Now you're taking one step, and now you fell down. We didn't get mad at him. We didn't look at him and say, what's wrong with you, man? Why did you fall down? You took a step and wiped out. My kid's broken. He's invalid. We need to get rid of this guy. All right? I, need a, I need a working baby. I need a baby who can walk. Listen to me. As the father, I can care less that he fell down. As the father, I was overjoyed because he took a step. I was overjoyed that he got up time and time again, and he took a step. And that's what our Heavenly Father does. That anytime you go, you know what, I'm sick and tired of this. You want to need to quit this. I need to get rid of this. You know what? I need to repent, which means change my mind, change directions. I need to change the trajectory of my life. And I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to step into abundant living. And the moment you get up and wipe out, God doesn't go, what's wrong with you? You screwed up. You went to church like one Sunday only in 2020 or 2019. Where are you at, bro? God doesn't do any of that. God says, yes, look, my son or my daughter took a step. And here's what I love about this scripture. Is Jesus commands the invalid man the exact same way he does in John chapter 11. And I love this. It says, now when Jesus came, he found that his friend Lazarus was already dead. Lazarus has been dead for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. So he was about two miles away. And so when Martha heard, and this was the sister of Lazarus, when she heard Jesus was coming, and here's two things that we do when we're stuck, when we feel invalid. Mary says she went to him and met Jesus. Some of you, you're saying, I'm tired of being stuck where I'm at, and you're at church today, you're watching online today, and you're saying, I'm ready to meet with Jesus. But Mary remained seated in the house. And some of you watching today, you're saying, nope. No, God's let me down before. I have church hurt. I'm so sorry if you do. A, a pastor hurt me, offended me. 
I prayed a prayer and it never happened. And this is happening in your life today spiritually. You're remaining seated on your mat, on your bed, in your comfort, in your control, in, in your past. And here's what it says in the scriptures. I love that. Although Martha came, she said, Lord, if you had been here. God, if you had showed up, just like the invalid man, if they would have brought me to where I needed to go. Jesus, if you had just shown up. God, where were you? And this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. And I am abundant life. I am life. And whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. And he says this, do you believe this? And she goes, ah, have you ever screwed up? Like you got, you got to come to Jesus meeting and you're going, God, I am sorry. I believe. I'll believe right here, right here. I don't really believe, but I believe. God, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Avenue, do you believe you can enter wild? Do you believe that Jesus is a resurrection and the life? Do you believe today, at this moment, you can enter wild? Not tomorrow, not next week. All right, 2021 is not going to be a New Year's resolution. All right, I'll, I'll enter wild in 2021. 2020 is too crazy. I'm saying today, today. And I, and I wrote this down this week that I believe many of us, we spend our life trying to make it into heaven. When God wants to bring heaven to earth, it's not about, ooh, I hope I don't cuss today. Oh, pastor, I hope I don't swear today or, or sin today or screw up today. God is saying, no, I want to give you abundant life so you can bring heaven to earth so you can start making a difference, so we can start making a dent in the city of Las Vegas, in the United States, and around the world. But maybe you're here today and you're watching and you're saying, I'm too afraid to get off my mat. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, they should have, or God should have. And maybe the Holy Spirit's speaking to you today. And the Holy Spirit's saying, it's time to enter wild. It's time to get up, to pick it up and to place it before the altar of God. To say, God, I give this to you and I'm going to walk. I'm going to take a step. Maybe a step for you today was watching online. Maybe a step for you today is RSVPing and joining us in person at Avenue Church. Maybe a step for you today is joining a small group. Maybe a step for you today is going to Girl Track, courses.avenuechurch.cc. Maybe a step for you today is making a difference using your God-given gifts and talents. Maybe your step today is to be able to say, God, I repent of my sins. I want you to be Lord of my life. Maybe your step today is to accept Jesus as your Savior. Maybe your step today for you to say, I know Jesus, but I haven't been living like I know Jesus. And I want to pray with you today, wherever you're at, wherever you're watching. Again, I'm so honored you're watching us online. I'm so honored you watched the whole thing. Come on, somebody. But whether you're watching on your phones and your TV and your devices, I want you to pray a prayer with me. And everyone, bow your heads, close your eyes. And I want you to say out loud, wherever you're at, or quietly in your spirit, say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you 
for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. I repent of my sins. I want to follow you. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody. Give God a shout of praise today. I am so proud of you. And if you prayed that prayer, text me at 702-727-8280. And we're going to see you in the comments as well. Again, church, I'll see you right here or in person next Sunday. Goodbye.